0: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 chat. 136 in Edmonton. I want to mention to you the guests on Oilers Now. Receive certificates to Japanese Village. Now open for takeout orders. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. ca. As we uh, go off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we are pleased to be joined from the NHL Network by former Tampa Bay General Manager, uh, the man that headed up Octagon's player agency, courtesy of the Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes. They'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. We welcome back Brian Lawton. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing terrific, Bob. How are you? Uh, all things considered, Not bad. Uh, It was what it was. Give me your assessment of what happened to the Edmonton Oilers in the opening round against Winnipeg.
1: Well, they played a very good Winnipeg Jets team that was healthy. Winnipeg got excellent goaltending, and at the end of the day, I think we all learned uh, that Edmonton's depth was challenged. They couldn't overcome it. The games were close. It could have been a different story. It wasn't. And uh, that'll be a big focus this year as Edmonton finally, under Ken Holland's regime, gets a chance to maybe spend a little bit of money on some specific players they want to bring in.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because you know what happens is when you leave, "Uh, don't make excuses, Star, for you, dummy. And I'm like, well, the goalie had a 9.50 save percentage for the Jets, and they were deeper than Edmonton up front. The one thing that surprised me is that the Oilers didn't get to the Jets' D more brian that was one of the things i thought they might have been able but you know what uh, and and the other thing that surprised me is edmonton outshot when it paid sh- uh, six shots per game on average that actually surprised me a bit i'm like well you know so edmonton had you know the analytics would suggest maybe the Oilers ultimately would deserve a better fate but the team that you know what was pat burns old line Goaltending, 70% of hockey. Unless you don't have it, then it's 100% hockey. But good, as you know, good pitching beats good hitting in baseball, and good goaltending sometimes can trump top scores.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. This was a really unique year. Uh, Clearly with the truncated season, clearly with the high amount of injuries, clearly with COVID, um, you know, Edmonton didn't have a lot of depth. They had a lot of players that were similar in their bottom Grouping at forward and it worked fine during the regular season. But when you got to a team that has complete depth and I had this discussion with somebody in the Edmonton organization a while ago, I said, there'll, there'll be a lot of unknowns. And uh, we saw some of those unknowns come to bear in the series. So yes, I'm very disappointed for the team. I do think they had an excellent year. Uh, I also think they didn't have a lot of choices last year. So I think Ken Holland made a good decision and you do what you can do. Sometimes you got to live to fight another day. I still think the Edmonton Oilers best days are ahead of themselves. I think unwinding themselves from some of the past cap challenges is just, you know, that's a part of managing now. It sucks sometimes. Um, But when it was all said and done, I didn't mind the strategy they went with. They won a lot of games. They had a good regular season, but it clearly proved not to be enough in the playoffs.
0: Does it reflect negatively, in your opinion, upon guys like Connor McDavid or Leon Dreissel when we're talking about depth and goaltending in the other end? Because there are some people who say, well, if they're so good, how they didn't wheel the team through the opening round the last two years? How would you respond to that?
1: Uh, it doesn't affect the way I evaluate. Those guys are doing what you would expect from them as superstar players. I would suggest it's a little bit harder to do it when the other team can spend 99% of their time and energy game planning focus on two key players. I think that makes their jobs a lot more difficult. As Edmonton builds out a more rounded team, I think those guys will have more success in the playoffs. As they play less minutes even in the playoffs, I think, Those guys' numbers will go up. I'm talking about Dreisaitl and McDavid, of course, and the performance and the end result for the group will go up. So, no, I think it's a bunch of hogwash. If you say this is not basketball, Connor McDavid does not play 98% of the game. Everybody knows that, the same for Dreisaitl. So it's a different mix. It's still a team game. Depth still matters. Anybody that's going to go anywhere this year is going to have tremendous depth. That's just the way it is. That's it, year in and year out. Edmonton did not have a lot of options last year for the amount of money they had to spend. And for what they did, I thought they came up with a great strategy They ran it as far as they could. It just proved to be too too little in the end.
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to get you to put your GM's hat on here. Would you bring Mike Smith back? Yes. Would you bring Mike Smith and Miko Klaskinen back?
1: No, I wouldn't. Uh, It just wasn't a tandem that I felt good in. Uh, Mike Smith had a great year. Um, He took a little bit of abuse in the playoffs because he didn't stand on his head, Um, but he did it a little bit without a safety net for sure. There wasn't a lot of faith in, in giving him a break or. You know, even bringing anybody else in. I think that has to change for Edmonton, and I'm certain that would be one of their main focuses next year. I have no idea what the club's going to do, but Mike Smith, I, I had Mike in Tampa. He is a fantastic human being, he is a fantastic competitor, and I think he pushes everybody around him. So even if you can go out and somehow get a goaltender that's going to be above his level, and is going to play more games. I th- still think Mike Smith is an important part of the makeup of a team, and that's why I'd bring him back. You never know at his age, you know how much more great play you can get. But the get, but the Edmonton Oilers got a lot of great play out of Mike Smith this year.
0: They came in seventh in the save league percent in league save percentage this year. Brian Lawton joining us from the mattress superstore. Uh, you know, you sign a one-year deal with Smith, Koskinen's got a year left, and then you could get into the market next year. But can you afford to wait next year given that we have an expansion draft and teams can only protect one goalie, Brian?
1: It's going to be a challenge, but uh, I, I would not uh, worry about just being able to protect a goalie if I were Edmonton. I think that they can afford to wait, there will be some goalies. Goaltending, to me, I never, I'm not one of those guys that values the goalies. No disrespect to Carey Price, uh, you know, at a, as $10 million players. As Vasilevsky is the one guy I would spend on. I've said it in the past. Other than that, you're trying to pick guys that are capable of having good years. You're trying to put people in good positions, which Dave Tippett does, very much like Dean Evison did for a former Edmonton Oiler goaltender and Cam Talbot. Yep. So, so you know, to me, it's not an area where you have to spend hugely, uh, but you have to decide or choose wisely for sure.
0: If you had to protect or, or sign one of two guys on defense, because I think we can both agree they need to add some more juice up front, should they sign Bush or, or uh, Barry, or should they be signing Adam Larson?
1: I believe that uh, they would be better served long-term because of their makeup to sign Adam Larson. I really do. Tyson Berry had a great year. It's no, it's no disrespect to him. I think Tyson's put him in a, put himself in a fantastic position. He made a very smart decision in agreeing to come to Edmonton. He didn't try to push the envelope on dollars or term. It was more than a fair deal for the club. They took it. He took the opportunity. He made the most out of it. He put a lot of value back in his stock, which was not that high last offseason. So I'd say both uh, parties really want on that deal, but I don't see – I think somebody's going to pay him more money in longer term than I would be comfortable with if I were Ken Holland.
0: Could you envision a scenario, if Barry's gone, where Bouchard quarterbacks the power play, could you see him being a 50-point guy
1: next year? I'm serious about this. I, this oh, yeah. No, a- I, very, I, I very easily could. Uh, and I'm with you 100%. There's no reason why he can't make that jump. I think he's going to get every opportunity. I think he's capable of it. That was partly why I said no, because of what they had internally. Right. And I was specifically referring to Evan and the growth he showed this year. Um They were tough on him. They didn't give him a free pass. Jim Playfair was really tough on him all year. Uh, He got a lot of valuable lifetime. Could he have gotten more? I don't think so the way the lineup was set this year, but I see him getting a huge opportunity next year and really delivering for the club. If he has a bad year next year, that would be in the 35-point range for me. Wow. If he has a good year, I think he can get to 50 points
0: there you go that's brian lawton the former head of octagon's player agency and general manager of the tampa bay lightning one final one for you brian ryan nugent hopkins i concluded my conversation with ken holland you know i said uh in a good negotiation does it hurt for the agent and does it hurt for the gm uh does that hurt you think get us to six million per maybe on a five or six year term or is that too high in your opinion
1: Uh, I think it's a little too early to make that decision. I think you get in there and you start to talk about it. But uh, that's going to be a really tough one, in my opinion, for both sides to come to agreement. Uh, I think the Oilers are going to really have to push themselves if they want to get it done. I think Brian Nugent Hopkins is going to have to come to agreement in his mind that he'd be better served to stay there than to go somewhere else. But uh, that is going to be a challenge, that negotiation.
0: Love having you on the show. We'll have some more time next Wednesday. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it, Bob. Thank you. That's Brian Lawton from the NHL Network for Mattress Superstore. Into the orders Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goalie orders score this season, James o. H. Brown donated $100 to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Ken Holland saying today, Oscar Kleffbaum, they got to have uh, more information into early July with free agency uh, starting July the 28th. The 21st is the expansion draft. The draft is 23rd, 24th, and the NHL uh, free agency is the 28th, and I firmly believe if Clefbaum can't come back, the team will be in the market for a second pairing Left shot deep. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout. It's one forty-eight. Wrap the show with this day in Oilers history when we return in Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty. Chad, the best pizza in the city, still making a great royal pizza. Pizza passed in so much more Edmonton-owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The stopper recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Just before we go to this day in Oilers history, let's bang off some texts. Thank you to all of you that uh, text us during the course of the show. Uh, Howie says, Bob, wow, just put a little bit more pressure on Bouchard. I'm just fifty point. I'm just saying, Howie, if he ends up quarterback in the Oilers' power play, if the way he can move the puck, he's going to be able to generate offense, and uh, he's a player to watch for the Oilers in the future. I'll just point blank say that. Howie adds, R&H is only worth four million bucks a year. Uh, he's going to get five plus. I mean, if on a long term, he gets five. And a long term's like seven or eight. On a sh- on a shorter term of five or six, we might be talking about six million. Again, uh, you can text us 7804960063. This one comes in, say, Bob, Mr. Lawton predicted the Oilers to beat Winnipeg. Now he's changing his tune. I guess talk is cheap. Hey, Jets got great goaltending, 950 save percentage. They got healthy as the series went on, and they got a couple bounces along the way. That's the reality of the situation. A little bit more playoff battle than Edmonton. They were better. They deserve the series. Herm says, uh, Hockey Herm, old school, we're out of Saskatoon from back in the day. Uh, Bob, uh, Tyson's Barry agent. Tyson really needs to stay in Edmonton. He will not see his results with other NHL teams. Uh, playing regular season games with the Oilers' power play will be the best place for him. He found chemistry in Edmonton. I'll be yeah-butt guy. I think he can get a $30 million deal. $6 million a year times five years in Seattle. Time will tell in that regard. So this day in Oilers history, and it was an awesome one, and I even remember where I was. Uh, courtesy of New West Travel, Dennis and Jason Lallaburty, here's Brendan Escott. 1988, Bob, the Oilers become the first NHL team to record 11 home wins and one playoff run as they beat Boston 6-3 in Game 5 and win the Stanley Cup, the last cup win with Gretzky on the team. He won the Cronkite. Smythe 43 points in 19 playoff games I watched that game in Steen River Alberta, with a uh, wonderful indigenous family and uh, several tree planters. They invited us over and had us uh, watch the game, and it was awesome. And, uh, yeah, and the Oilers won. Super stuff. Alrighty. righty. Uh, coming up tomorrow, Sportsnet's Louis DeBrus, Kevin Weeks for the NHL Network, for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical, prefabrication, and solar, and Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, George Larocque. Inside sports tonight with Reed Wilkins is... Scott what, Brendan? Fluid show? <laughs> no, you're going to hear more from uh, Oilers GM Ken Holland. Uh, Reed taking your reaction, and of course, uh, NHL and Rogers analyst Kelly Rudy making an appearance. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen. and I. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with
1: Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon